Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, David, welcome back to the podcast, man. I'm glad to have you back on here. So, how you doing tonight, man? Um, I'm doing all right, man. I can't complain. I can't complain. Um, I don't know why I do this shit to myself, bro, but sometimes I binge watch on, like, paranormal shit. Like <laughs> I binge watch on stuff about the paranormal sometimes, and then I get mad when I can't sleep. So I don't know why I do that shit to myself. Um, but other than that, I'm chilling, man. How are you? How's your night been? My night's been relaxing, man. You know, just took a walk outside to get some fresh air after I did my life. You know what I'm saying? Because I got to get that fresh air before I come on this episode tonight. And if you guys are wondering what we're talking about, we're going to talk about fickleness. Yeah. Um, You know, um, Akuchi had approached me and asked me what I wanted to talk about. And uh, I decided on fickleness because by nature, I'm naturally a loyal and devoted person. So people that are um, unsure of whether or not they want me in their life or not. Um, I've realized that that's like a pet peeve of mine, you know, because I'm from the jump, I'm naturally a devoted person. So if I feel like I click with a person and I feel like we really get along and we have um, kind of the same values or we have like similar goals and things that we want to do, um, I tend to hold on to those people. You know, and I very much have my mind made up about whether or not I want this person around. I I very much um, am straight to the point, you know, when it comes to being loyal and devoted to people. And that has always been something that kind of rubbed me wrong, you you know, because because I know what type of energy I'm in. So... So if I'm telling you that if I'm, if I like our vibe, if I like our energy, if I like um, the fact that there, that I feel that there's some type of synergy between us and your first response is, you know, well, that's great. And I feel the same way that you feel. It kind of throws me off guard a little bit when people decide to do the opposite, when they decide to, yeah. um, to not be there and to not uh, after they said that they would, you know? So that's the part of being fickle that, that bothers me. It's, it's not so much people leaving because I understand that, you know, you outgrow people and people have different tastes than you. And I get that. But if your intention is not to be around for the long run, I'd rather you tell me that upfront than to say that, you're going to be there and you have, um, and you sound sincere and you sound serious about it. And then for whatever reason, you're just not there. Like that's the part that rubs me wrong. Like just me personally, that's the part that kind of gets under my skin. So it's not so much um, that I'm expecting everybody that I'm involved in or involved with, you know, that wants to like work with me or whatever. it's not so much that I'm expecting them, to, everyone to be around for the long haul, because I 
I get that people's, you know, needs and their wants, they change, you know, and I get that. But, but I feel like if that's not your intention, then you should just say it up front. So that's like my personal issue with fickle people. Like, how do you feel about fickle people? Man, shit. I feel the same way because I am like a very loyal to the T person. I'm, I'm very loyal. And, you know, I've dealt with people over the years that have been fickle. They say one thing, but then their actions prove another, which, which really bothered the shit out of me because I would pour my time, my resources, and my energy right. into that person and give them my friendship and loyalty when they just take it for granted. So after a while, I just was like, you know what? I'm going to just take a step back from people. I'm going to ride solo for a while until I'm going to ride solo for a while and work on myself so I can be a better me to attract better people. So that's the type of approach that I took it because like I realized that after a while I wasn't being respectful of myself and I didn't shield my energy enough and I was just freely giving it away to people that didn't value it. And as a result, others didn't value me. So I had to learn to value myself first if I wanted to attract high quality people into my life and not so much fickle people. Do you resonate with that at all? Um, I do. Uh, I, I very much do, you know, um, because I, I had some work to, of my own to do, you know, and I caught your live about being an empath and I am an empath myself. So uh, with that being said, uh, I think that was my problem, you know, because I, by nature, I genuinely, genuinely want to help people. That's just how I am naturally. So I think, um, and I don't know if this is a common trait that a lot of empaths share, but, um, but my thing has always been for, I want to bring as many people with me as I can. Like, that's always been my thing. You know, I like, um, and I like being a, a part of groups that kind of have that type of energy where people can like come together and work together. Like, I love those type of things. Um, so I think that played a part in, um, again, like you said, people being fickle. A lot of times, or at least I used to do this, where I would confuse um, seasonal people with lifetime expectations. Oh, so I was, expecting, yeah. I was expecting people that were only supposed to be around me for three months. I was expecting them to be around me for two years because I felt like in the moment I genuinely clicked with this person. I, I vibe with this person. We get along great in the moment, you know? And, and I think that was like my biggest mistake from the whole thing was confusing um, seasonal people with lifetime people, you know? And I, and I think that's been like my greatest lesson from, um, from being around fickle people, you know, because I'm pretty sure you've heard this before, but um, with certain people, when it comes to like being loyal and devoted and all of that stuff, like some people have an expiration date, you know, not yes. everybody is meant to 
um, not everybody is meant to be with you from start to finish, you know, and that's been like my, my greatest lesson from the whole thing, you know, is that um, when it's time to like let somebody go, yes, it's tough and it's painful and it hurts, but in order to look out for like your well-being, you, you have to do it anyway. You know, it may, it may hurt, it may fucking suck, but in order to look out for your best being or well-being, um, you have to do it anyway. You know what I mean? So I think that was like my greatest lesson is that not everybody could go with you. Like you were just talking about during your live, um, not everybody could go with you on your journey. Like some people have an expiration date. You know, and I think that sometimes it's tough to spot with the expiration date and figuring out when to let these people go. It's tough, but but I think that like in those type of like situations, like taking a step back is key, I th or at least I think so. Um, and that's how I've been able to kind of see who I have things in common with and who I don't and who should stay around and who shouldn't. Because I've been able to like take a step back and take emotion out of it and see like who is currently helping me in some type of way and who's just there for the sake of being there, you know? And so that's been like my personal like experience with that as far as dealing with fickle people. Yeah, man. And that's the biggest flaw that I had in my character was not examining the people thoroughly enough in my circle, you know, because I was so focused on trying to befriend every single person and please people that yeah. I didn't bother to audit the people that I was associating with because, again, I didn't have that self-respect back then like I do now. Right. And that was a lesson that I had to learn painfully, but nonetheless, I've learned it. So now it's like, even though I'm still like, I'm an extrovert by nature, yeah. I can't, I realize that I can't be giving my energy to everybody because I realize I have a lot of energy to give, quite a bit. And so I had to learn to shield myself on all fronts from people who are just there just for the benefits instead of there being there for the grind. You know, I don't know if you heard the saying, but it goes, you know, are you here for the grind or are you just here for the shine? Because fickle people are just going to be there for the shine. They're not going to be there when you're grinding on those late nights when nobody knows your name. Right. And you're trying to get your name known out there. Like, let's say, you're a musician and you're in the studio working like a dog day and night, just writing lyrics. Yeah. Um, the producer is making beats. The engineer is mixing and mastering your vocals and everything. Like, are you willing to be, are they willing to be there with you when you're in the studio late nights, just recording one track at a time? Or sometimes, you know, you may be in there recording 10 tracks because there's like, certain artists they be in the studio for like 20 hours a day like they're right. working like dogs just making song after song after song even though they may not release all of the songs they just keeping songs there 
to make an album. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. the type of people you need around you is those who are going to be there with you while you're grinding and they're just going to be your biggest cheerleader as if you were already a known name. Right. Um, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I, I say this a lot. Um, I, I say this a lot. Like, if I feel like you're you're willing to, again, like you said, grind with me and, you know, really believe in my stuff and really uh, push me on the days where I can't figure shit out for myself and you're willing to push me through those days, when I get where I'm going, I will give you whatever you ask for because that's me. That's naturally how I am because um, especially li living in this climate where people are quick to cut you off for disagreeing with them. Um, I didn't grow up that way. I grew up where being um, like I had talked about on my personal lives, you know, that's me. I, I'm very much a man of principle. And so if you've, grinded with me if you've put up with my shit if you've pushed me on days where I didn't feel like doing anything um if you've found ways to support me like if you've bought me a book that I've been looking at like even that's a form of support too um but it's the small things you know and so I keep track of the small things and so if if I feel like you've really really like been there and I expressed my idea to you and you didn't um shit on me for my idea and you didn't tell me that it was a dumb idea and you just encouraged me to tweak it at least a little bit like i pay attention to all of that stuff and so whenever i get where i'm going i will look out for those that looked out for me and i'm very much big on that's one of my key um key things that i'm big on you know so i definitely agree with what you were saying as far as finding people that um, that want are willing to grind with you, you know, that um, that understand that there's going to be a lot of late nights with what you're doing. There's going to be a lot of days where you can't go out or don't want to go out. Um, there's going to be a lot of those days. And so if you find people that are willing to like go through that with you, um, I feel like they should share paradise with you if they're willing to go through the days of bullshit. Like if they're willing to go through the shit with you, they should be around when you're able to like celebrate paradise. So that's how I feel about that. Like I'm very much big into finding people that, you know, that really support what you're doing. Yeah. I feel, I feel the exact same way, man. And you know, the, it's even harder when you're on a path to success in whatever you're passionate about and with your um, soul's mission is family support. Yeah. Because a lot of successful people said that they had like a lot of family members that were less than supportive of them. And their family members would even shit on them for even having that dream of wanting to do something great in whatever field that they chosen. And, you know, their family members will tell them, like, why don't you just go ahead and get a job with your broke ass or whatever? <laughs> and they just tell tell them all of these negative comments saying, get right. a job. Like, why are you sitting in? Why are you sitting on that computer all day? Why are you why are you in here 
mumbling to yourself on the microphone? Why are you always playing with that camera? Why are you on social media all the damn time? Go get a job, man. Stop being lazy. Right. But what but what family members don't realize is that, you know, you trying to put yourself out there. And that is why a lot of, you know, parents as kids and grandparents as grandkids are on social media all the time because they're grinding and hustling, trying to get their brand out there. And Instagram yeah. just released this new feature called Instagram TV, which is like, man, that that thing is killer right there because now if you want to build a following on Instagram, you can go ahead and make longer videos. Like if you have like the check mark next to your name, you can make hour long vertical videos. But even if yeah. you don't have that, you can make your videos between 10 to 15 minutes long. So if anybody wants to go ahead and use that, like I would recommend you go ahead and take advantage of that feature, especially if you are a creative professional so that you can get your brand out there on the Instagram platform. But in this case, like we're using Anchor, so it's podcast only. But um, yeah, I'm just putting that out there for people's awarenesses. There's resources for you to get your your videos, your podcast, or whatever you do out there. So for all the creative professionals, entrepreneurs, and business owners, do not stop grinding. If you really have a deep love and passion for what you do, don't ever stop just because your family is not supporting you because those same family members are going to be the ones with their hands out asking, can I borrow a stack? And then you'll be like, no, because you wasn't here on the come up. Right. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to check out Instagram TV myself. I'd be focused on my own stuff. So like most of the time I catch up after, but I'm going to check out Instagram television for myself and see like, and see how I could use it. Um, so thank you for that plug. I appreciate it. Um, but I definitely agree with, with what you're saying, you know, because I went through that myself, you know, um, I remember when I first started telling people that I wanted to like start a business, I had just been bitten by, um, by the entrepreneur bug. And I remember like I was telling, um, some of my family members that I wanted to start a business. Um, I didn't know what type of business I wanted to start. I didn't know where I was, where I was going to go with it, but I knew that I wanted to start a business eventually. Um, and if, and like their first reaction was like, why, like, why do you want to start a business? And part of it was because I was looking at people at my job. I was looking at people that, were there longer than me, but they were miserable at their job because they didn't want to be there. And I didn't want that to be me. So I started doing like small stuff. Like I'd watch like business videos and stuff on the side while I wasn't at work. So, um, so I definitely agree. Like as far as like family members supporting you, it's very like, it's a rare occasion that you have like your mom or your dad or, um, somebody in your family that supports you like that buys something from you um thankfully my you know my mother she for the most part has been the only one that really rocked with me when I said that I wanted to start a business you know she bought like my books or something or she bought like a fragrance from me 
Um, but outside of her, like everybody else uh, was like, why would you want to do that? Like, why would you want to start a business? And again, like I said, I looked at where they were at and I saw that the majority of them were miserable and I didn't want to be miserable. Like I wanted to be able to have some type of control over my stuff, you know? So that was, that was my personal experience with family. You know, like the only one who really supported my shit was my mom. So whenever I get where I'm going, I'll make sure that I put back into her what she put into me because she put in a lot. And I don't take that for granted like whatsoever. And she knows that. So that's somebody that I would look out for because when everybody else was telling her that, um, that I was crazy and that she should, that she shouldn't help. She did it anyway. She saw what I was trying to build and she supported the process and so to speak. You know, and so I definitely agree with what you're saying about family. Like, and it fucking sucks. It does. It sucks. You know, because I always had the impression that um, strangers would be the ones to give you a hard time and your family would be the ones that, to support what you're doing. For a long time, that's what I thought. That, that was my um, way of thinking, you know, because I grew up being like a family man a very family oriented man so that's what I was thinking I was thinking that your family would be the ones to support you and then strangers would be the ones to like question your your stuff but that's not what happened like most strangers have supported me like I said more than family which is crazy sometimes when you think about it but but I understand that it happens you know what I mean so I agree with your statement about family not supporting you and family like just shitting on you. Like I definitely, I share that sentiment. Yeah, man. It's just like the hardest thing when your family, the people you grew up with for your whole life all of a sudden says that your dream is stupid and it's because that they're not living their own dream. So there is no way in hell that they can support what you're doing because they've given up on their dreams years or decades ago. And so they've chosen to settle for a shitty job that they know they have no business being at, but they're staying there because it's comfortable, it's safe, it's familiar surroundings, and they're used to putting up with mistreatment. And part of why I wanted to take on entrepreneurialism was just seeing my mom. You know, she just tells me every morning that, you know, she's getting ready for work. She's like, I do not want to go to this freaking job. Or even when one of her coworkers calls her, she's just like, why are they calling me? And I was just like, I'm not going to allow this to be me. I'm not going to live that type of lifestyle where I am waking up, resenting, going to work, just dragging my feet to go to the shower and then brushing my teeth, putting my clothes, dragging ass to the car, and then I drag my ass to work on the same exact route. And I said, like, no, I don't want to live that cycle for 30 to 40 years just to retire broke. And so I was like, okay, if I really want to make my dream of 
making a million a reality. I can't do it by working for somebody else because I've done a lot of research and I've read books and I've listened to podcasts to know that, okay, I'm going to need to learn how to make different sources of income and be great at multiple things so that I can be able to have multiple streams of income flowing into my bank account. So in case one well dries up, other wells are continuously filling up, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, I de- yeah. I mean, I definitely share that, you know, um, cause I, I remember, uh, and this is something else that I made them sharing with family too, but, um, I remember when I got hit with the idea of uh, that, you know, becoming a billionaire is possible. I, I remember that I got hit with that idea. Um, I remember the day and everything. And um, I was sharing that with some family members, you know, because again, me being the person that I am, I was looking for family to come together and, and everything. That's what I was looking for. Um, so I was sharing with them that eventually you know, billionaires where I want to be. And so that's why I do different things. I do, um, I do books, I do fragrances and all of this stuff because that's where I want to be, you know? And so um, my initial plan for that was to look out for family eventually, you know? And so I was sharing this with them or one or two of them, not everybody. Um, and their reaction was, um, I think it was either why they were asking me why, or um, they had like laughed it off. You know, they thought that um, that I was bullshitting when I said that. Um, and it's funny because now that they see that I'm not bullshitting with that, and I've been very intentional about where it is that I want to be, and that people are starting to slowly but surely gravitate towards where it is that I'm trying to go and they want to help and I have momentum right now. Now some of them are coming around and saying how happy they are or how happy they were. Um, but you weren't initially. Like you you thought I was out of my fucking mind. But I'm sitting here and I'm watching all of these people that made the same decision and that's where they are. So I'm going so naturally because I see that it's been done already, I'm gonna follow those people. I'm going to follow the people that have done it already, you know, and there's countless examples, you know, there's yeah. Mark, there's, um, um, there's P Diddy, there's Jay-Z, there's uh, Dr. Dre, di- different people in the entertainment industry. So it's yes. been, like, it's yes, been more than done. Man. Right. So, so, I can either listen to family that has never done that before, that has never thought about becoming a billionaire eventually, or I can binge watch on people that have done it. And I see um, their different like business minds and how they do stuff and how they think. And I can either follow family or I can follow that. And, and I decided to follow that. I decided to follow people that have done it already, you know? And so I just take bits and pieces of what I watch and then I apply it to what I'm currently doing because I wasn't thinking about 
I wasn't thinking about that before I listened to um, people that were into that type of stuff, you know? And so I just think that it's crazy that, um, that most of like your backlash for your success that comes from family. It doesn't even come from strangers. It doesn't come from people that, um, that don't understand it. It comes from family. So I just think that that's crazy. I, I, that baffles my mind. It still does to this day. Um, but I do agree with you though. Like I do agree with, with what you were saying. Yeah. And it's definitely is sad when family would just shit on you because you have big dreams. And knowing me, like I study people not only in the entertainment industry, but also in other industries as well. Like, Steve yeah. Jobs is like a multi-billionaire. So is Bill Gates, Elon Musk. Um, like you mentioned, Dr. Dre and Jay-Z, um, P. Diddy, Will Smith. Like those entertainers are making millions of dollars right. in their industry. And it's because they're really freaking great at what they do. And then if you listen to some of their stories, you can relate to it. But when you, whenever you try to show family like countless examples, they'll just ignore you, like, like you're not saying anything worthwhile. But that goes to show you that you can't make everybody listen, and even some of the homeboys that you grew up with, you yeah. can't take them with you to the top because even Ice Cube said that when he was like a multimillionaire and he went back to the hood, he couldn't go back there because people stole his stuff and then people were judging him and ridiculing him. And so he, he knew at that moment that he had to get out of there and move to a better neighborhood because in that environment where he was in, he was like a target for hate and getting like his stuff taken from him because people weren't willing to work for it. They, they didn't bust ass like he did for years. And it just, it's just sad that when people think that they're entitled to your entitled to you and they're trying to leech off of your start and it happens quite a bit right um and i think that i think that sometimes we uh we struggle with um letting family go as well um or at least i do you know i i definitely uh, even though I'm proud of myself and I'm proud of like certain things that I've been able to do um, without much help, I think that I think that that's something that all of us want at some point. You know, we want some type of um, like validation from family. I think I could be wrong, but I think uh, that all of us want that to some degree. You know, and it's like, and it feels like a slap in the face when we don't get that. When we get, yes. instead of, you know, like, oh, well, I see that you're young and you've done so many things. I'm so happy for you. Instead, a lot of times you get the, okay, but what are you doing right now? Like, what are you doing in the present? But, but I've done a lot to get here. Like, I've done a lot up to this point. So you can't just ignore that. Like you can't just act like I haven't done anything, you know? And so I think, 
I think that's like that's like one of the biggest struggles with um, with letting go of, of family, you know, is because we all want validation from them to some degree, not 100 percent, you know, because we all have our own decisions that we have to make at the end of the day. But, but I, think, I think we all want that at least one or two family members to say, you know what, I like how you turned out. I'm proud of the person that you became or the person that you're currently becoming or something along those lines. I think that we all want that to some degree. But maybe I'm wrong, though. I don't know. But I just think that that's something that everybody, like, yearns for. Yeah, and, you know, I definitely do agree with that because I do like to tell my family members of what I've accomplished. But at the same time, I'm like very, very low key because I realized that, you know, if you tell too many people your dreams, they're going to dilute it with your with their fears and try to project them on you and tell you like you shouldn't take those risks because, you know, you're going to lose a whole bunch of money and this, that and third. And I get it. Like, family does mean well for us. They really do. Right. But at the same time, we have to say at the same time, it's our lives and we have to make decisions for us. And we are the only ones that have to live with those decisions, not them. Right. So we just have to keep soldiering on and moving forward. So what would be your advice to any writers that want to make a living writing? Um, you know what? Uh, my best advice for people that want to get into writing is to not let the outside world rush your process. Because I think that what happens is when you tell too many people, what do people start to do? They start to say, what's taking so long? When's your book coming out? How is the process going? They start to ask too many questions. And that was one of the lessons that I've, uh, that I've personally been able to take away from, you, you know, and um, that's why I'm currently on like my third book, you know, which will be out soon, but I'm currently on my third book because I'm not letting other people rush me, you know, and because I feel like if I was to let other people rush me with that, it wouldn't come out right because it's not, it's not me. I would be trying to, please other people and then I'd be rushing my own process and I don't want to do that. I want to make sure that if I'm going to put out a book, it feels right and it sounds right. You know, so I think um, like the greatest of, the greatest piece of advice that I could give is not to let other people rush your process. You know, when you're ready to release something, release it. Like don't let other people's excitement rush you, you know, and, yeah. and make you like stumble over your own stuff because then it won't sound right. It won't, um, it won't sound or feel right because you didn't feel like it was the right time, but you did it anyway because people were rushing you to do it. And I'm big yeah. on, you know, when it comes to doing things like books and stuff like that, um, I, I don't let people rush me. You know, I don't mind encouragement. You know, I don't mind people saying that they're proud or happy for me. I don't mind that at all. But I don't let people rush me when it comes to my books because there's a lot of 
again, like you said, there's a lot of late nights that come with that. Like most of my